Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast, episode number 291 with Kevin Burke. How are you, Kevin? How are you? I'm very, very good. Now, before we kick off, mate, what is the biggest win you've had in the last seven days? The biggest win that I've had in the last seven days. Um, really making progress on the next book, basically. Because <laughs> you've written a lot of books. You've written a lot of books, haven't you, mate? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. It's um, so I'm already already working on the next in the human game series. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm making some good progress on on how this is fleshing out. So <laughs> good, mate. Good. And if anyone uh I've written a book and I know uh the process behind it, and when you make little progress, because there's so much working pieces that go into it. So little progress wins along the way. They're things to celebrate, aren't they? They are. And and the thing, the thing that I've learned about writing is that a great deal of the actual writing process to people that don't understand it and are looking at it from the outside looks like not writing. Yeah. Getting getting anything on the page is like the very end <laughs> of, of the process. A lot of the writing process looks an awful lot like, you know, playing Candy Crush. But that's still part of the writing process. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. the writing takes place in the head before it actually hits the page, and that's really that's the truth. It does. It's getting getting the concepts because I see it. I understand. I have this vision of what this is, um, and that's not just you know with, with everything. It's with with the human game as well. So I have this vision of what it is, and then there is this really lengthy painful excruciating process of actually getting that out of my head and and into the world in a way that makes any sense to anyone else <laughs> <laughs> i think that's that's the hardest thing isn't it figuring out what we've got in our head and actually making it so oh. somebody will understand what we we've got in our head it's just where is telepathy? I mean, I just want the mind to make it so much easier just to be able to do the mind meld. And, and yeah, and, it, and until then, yeah, there's this really lengthy bridge building process of <laughs> trying to make that connection. I get that. Um, well, we're probably that, not, we're, the we're probably not far off with chat GP and the way AI is going. I, I can imagine soon we'll be able to put our fingers onto a, a pad and we'll be able to read what's in our head and transform it. So people understand what we're going, going on between our ears. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. That's, Who knows? that's a really scary story. Oh, actually. I know. That's another podcast, <laughs> another podcast for another day, Kevin. So today we're going to talk about, you know, happiness because it's so open-ended, you know, people want to be happy, but what is it? And I think that's why I was really intrigued to have you on the show that I want to talk about the human game. Um, so before we get into happiness, what is the human game and, and how do we play it? Okay. The human game is a philosophy um, and it's a philosophy based on the idea that the universe is made up of stories so it 
everything is story. When you understand how story works, you can understand anything, including happiness. Now, this idea that the universe is made up of stories, I didn't come up with that. It's a, it's a, there's a Facebook meme. It's, it's a thing that's been out there, but I've actually sort of taken that, trapped it, pinned it down and said, okay, we're going to make this practical. If this is, if this is the premise, how do we build on that? And that's broadly what, what the human game is. And it is a game. It is a way of, I mean, you play the game in your imagination. It is a way of engaging with your life, with your experience in a way that ideally is fun because that's the point of a game. If it's, it's optional, if you're not having fun, there's no reason to play it. Um, but I've created a structure with this to sort of, to be able to understand if everything is story, how do we understand what that is? How, how is, how do stories function? And we know this inherently because story is, I mean, it's in, it's in our DNA. It's how human beings have always understood everything. And we know when there's a good story and we, you know, the whole entertainment, multi-billion dollar entertainment industry is just built on story. And we know when there's a good story and we care about story. And a lot of what this process is, is it's a story about story. So a lot of this is giving you a story where you can recognize patterns and go, oh, yes, that thing that I've always understood and always done and always lived. Now I can define it. Now I see what it is. Now it kind of makes sense. And so that's the process of this. So we give you a little bit of framework of what story is, how it operates, and then you start to be able to see how your life fits in with that. Um, and then you can do anything. Then you can really play with this. So let me give you a little foundation of story. Um, the first thing to understand your life is a story. You are the protagonist. You are the main character of the story of your life. Um, and for the most part, you live your life as if that's it. You live, you, you experience your story from the perspective of that character. So you're in it. And that's absolutely one of the options, but it's not the only role because you're not just the main character in the story of your life. You are also in the audience. You're outside of the story, appreciating the story itself. And beyond that, you're also in the writer's room sort of creating the bigger framework of the story. Now the writer's room is, is a big step, but just understanding the difference. 
between the perspective of your character and then the perspective of the audience because there's only one law in the human game and that is the best story wins it's just if you're always living the best possible story now a story can be a great story that doesn't mean that it's necessarily enjoyable for the character yeah yeah, um, yeah. just because I'm getting it just because just because you're not having fun doesn't mean it's not a great story for the audience. <laughs> but here's, so here's the reference for how you already do see your life from the outside. So you think of a time when you were having a really miserable experience, your character was struggling, you were having an awful day, everything was going wrong, your life basically in that moment, in that experience, just absolutely sucked. And then, next time you're out with some friends or at a dinner party, you tell the story of how badly that sucked and enjoy the story of, yeah, I had this awful, horrible time and this happened. And you're So you're telling it you're experiencing it from outside. So you're saying, yeah, that was a sucked while I was in it, but that really was a great, that was a great entertaining story. <laughs> and that's, and but that's the dichotomy realizing, oh yeah, I didn't have fun while I was in it, but objectively I step back and go, sucked for the character, but yeah, that was a great story. That, that, that makes and, sense. But, but, but having that awareness, recognizing just that, just the ability to switch your perspective and even sometimes switch your perspective while you are struggling with something, that can add some fun. Mm. It's like, okay, yeah, I am just, I can't believe I'm dealing with this. I'm stuck in traffic. All of these horrible things are happening. This is just, I'm just, this is frustrating and I'm having a miserable time, but oh, boy, is this going to be a great story? <laughs> so there's a part of you that can at least look at it and go, yeah, I'm having fun with this, not enjoying it, but there's the fun. I'm seeing the bigger shape of it. So every story operates on three levels. This is the other important component. There is the plot level story, the character level story, and the theme level story. Each of these, because stories are fractal, everything is story. So the plot level story of a story is its own story. We spend most of our life focusing on the plot level story. The plot level story, the title of the plot level story is just the facts, ma'am. It is the external sequence of events it's what happened that's what we focus on that's what we see it's largely external the character level story title of the character level story is what's in it for moi and my little title of that has got a picture of miss piggy because that's the miss piggy attitude with it <laughs> the plot level story is what happened the character level story is what happened to me and how do I feel about it? So the plot level story is external. Character level story is 
internal. It's it's really it's it's your experience. It's what you really care about. Everything you feel inside is in the character level story. And then there's the theme level story. Title of the theme level story is the Da Vinci Code. It is completely made up. It's its own dimension. Everything is symbolic. So this is where you get these mythological, epic, archetypal things. This is where your story connects you as an individual to things bigger than you, to the universe, to, and that's where we, and that's where we look for the meaning and purpose of our life. Three completely separate levels of story. They're related, but if you kind of think of it like a clock, the plot level is the second hand, the character level is the minute hand, the theme level is the hour hand. So they're kind of running on their own cycles. So what everybody basically cares about from the character level story, we care about happiness. I mean, Basically, the thing you most care about is getting everything you ever wanted. You want to get everything you ever wanted. Bottom line, that's just everybody wants everything they've ever wanted. And the reason you want everything you ever wanted is that you believe when you get everything you've ever wanted, then you will be happy. Specifically, then you will live happily ever after because it's story so this is sort of what informs most people's idea of happiness and we don't analyze it because there's a number of sort of faulty assumptions um the first is that we kind of think happily ever after comes at the end of the story, just because most stories end that happily ever after. And you care about story. You don't want the story to end because when, when your story ends, your life ends. So you don't, so there's kind of this, you know, well, I don't want the story to end. And I think happiness comes at the end of the story. So maybe I better not actually achieve happiness. Yeah, that's, that's a challenge that we can address. But unconsciously, if you think, well, when I'm happy, then my life is over. What comes after happy? But here's the thing. Happily ever after might be the end of the story, might be the end of that chapter of the story, but it's not the end of that character's life. Because it is, it's ever after. Your life goes on ever after and ever after, you just no longer have to worry about happiness. You get to take happiness for granted. So this is part of why I talk about kind of building a foundation of happiness. Because, you know, happiness, it, it's, it's great. It's not what we think it is. It's not. Happiness doesn't necessarily mean you feel good. Happiness just means you no longer feel bad. Happiness gives you options. You don't have to do anything. So it's this lovely place of, okay, 
I, I can really choose what would I like to do? What would I enjoy? I don't have to do things. I'm not driven by wants. I'm not driven by needs. I'm just, what's next? And that's really attainable. Yeah. When we understand what happiness is. Yeah. But that's the other thing. We don't really know. We don't generally don't have a pretty good definition of happiness. We, uh, well, we, we have, we have like, and it's carry on to Sydney. My, my mind is racing. There's so much to sort of dive back <laughs> like what, what you've just mentioned there. And I think the biggest thing is that it's not a destination. Happiness isn't something that we get to and then it's all good. Happiness is a journey and you've got to find ways to embrace the good, the bad, the negative, the positive. And like you just said that sometimes the best stories come from a experience that you struggled with. But then you sit back later and you use gratitude or, you know, bit of self-appreciation reflection, and that makes you proud of what you've been able to come. And that's a great story. But essentially, when you go into the writer's room, that you use those experiences to plan what you think is next. But you've got to enjoy each step. You've got to enjoy what you've done and embrace that. You've got to enjoy playing the future. But probably the biggest thing I feel, and I, I'm, I'm trying to summarize everything you've mentioned, is that yeah. you've got to enjoy everything. That. Happiness isn't a destination. It is a journey. And essentially that comes back to being present. Is it that's what I take from that? Is, is that essential what you're talking about in story that each well, story you need to live it? Um that's that's one way of looking at it, but then it sort of means that you never actually get to happy. And and what if happiness was a destination? But, and, and, but here, but here's yeah. the thing. Yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah, three different things. Yep. You mentioned enjoyment. That's not happiness. Joy is totally separate from happiness. Happiness just means you're not you're not driven by want. You're not driven by need. I build. We'll, we'll get a better understanding of why that's a definition of happiness. Joy, something totally separate. Joy is amazing, mm -hmm. but it's not, and it can happen with happiness. And then fun. Fun isn't happy. Fun, happiness, joy. Three completely different things. They go well together. Yeah. But they're not the same thing. And they don't always, and one doesn't necessarily create the other. So if we look at happiness as a destination, if we look at happiness as a goal, we, you know, a lot of a lot of what I do with the human game, there's kind of a, a very a very pragmatic coaching approach to this, which is basically literally everything is story. Um, you can accomplish anything you'd like to accomplish. Let's just figure out the structure and how that would work and how you would get there. So basic coaching, you set a goal. If you would like to achieve a goal, you need three pieces of information. You need to know what it is. You have to have a clear definition of what it is because otherwise, how do you know when you've achieved it? You need to know where it is. And then you need to have some idea of a strategy. How are you going to get from where you are now to where that is? The problem with happiness is that we don't have any answers to any of those right now. Um, what is 
happiness. We think it's the feeling that happens, you know, it's, we think it's the feeling you experience when you get what you want. I mean, basically, if you had to define happiness, it's a feeling. We think it's when I get what I want, then I'm happy. Doesn't necessarily try. I mean, let, let's let's check that. If happiness, because getting what you want has something to do with happy, because we've gotten what I want. You know, it happened. They're, they're they're related, but is that in fact the definition? If that were to be the case, then every time you get what you want, you would feel happy. And anytime you don't get what you want, you would not feel happy. Let's check that out. Does that? Okay. So sometimes you get what you want and you feel happy. Other times you get what you want and you're really not happy. Most of the time you don't get what you want you're really not happy. Sometimes though, you don't get what you want and you are ridiculously happy. It's like, oh, thank God I didn't get that because that would have been a disaster. So there's some connection between getting what you want and being happy, but it's not necessary and sufficient. There's something else missing there. So we don't really know what happy is. We don't know where happiness is. Because, I mean, intellectually, we know happiness, it's a feeling it has to live inside you. Happiness doesn't exist in the outside world. Money can't buy happiness. We know this. So happiness isn't in the outside world. It lives inside you. What do you do with that? How, how, how is, I mean, you don't know how to look for it in, inside you. And, and yet it's clearly, there are clearly things in the outside world, money and success and fame. They, they may not be happiness, but there's certainly happiness adjacent. Mm. And we don't know how to look inside ourselves. We do know how to look and pursue external goals. So your current strategy to pursue happiness is basically pursue these external goals of, of fame and fortune and cross your fingers and hope that when you get what you want, um, it'll put you close enough to happy that you can sort of end up there. So, you know, basically... We most of us sort of operate under the idea that, well, people that think money can't buy happiness just don't know where to shop. And that's broadly how most people are, are kind of approaching happiness. With the human game, we can get some more structure around this story. So we know happiness is a feeling. 
And so happiness is part of the character level story because that's your feelings. That is specifically, that's where feelings live, your character level story. So yeah, that checks. It doesn't have to do with the external plot level story. Every one of the rules of story is the rule of three. Story threes are everywhere in stories. It's one of the ways you can easily just find the shape of a story as you find the threes. And every story is divided into three acts. And each act of each level of story has its own purpose. So the plot level story, act one starts out with a goal. There's something in the outside world you set as a goal. You go out in pursuit of that goal. Act two, you encounter the obstacle. There's always an obstacle. Not necessarily a problem, but some obstacle. What you think is going to be the easy path to the goal, not, not a very good story if you just set the goal and get it. So there's got to be something unexpected that you have to overcome or address in pursuit of the goal. And then act three is the resolution. You either achieve the goal or you don't. The character level story, act one is what you want. You want something. What is a feeling? Now we think we want to achieve something in the outside world, but it's never about, we don't really care about the thing. We care about the feeling that we think the thing is going to create. And want literally means lack. So we are lacking something. So act one, we go after what we want. Act two of the character level story, we discover what we need. What you need usually seems to be in the opposite direction of what you want. And then act three, you make the choice. Do you give up what you want and go after what you need? Or do you forget what you need and go after what you want? And based on the outcome of that choice, you may or may not be happy. So jumping forward in what is a lengthy story here, um, the definition of happiness that I sort of walk you to is that happiness is the feeling you experience when you're free from want and free from need. Because it's your needs two of that character level story that really matter. And what you want really is to meet your needs. There's a little bit of a transactional relationship between wants and needs. So think about, think about going after what you want. When, when does getting what you want not make you happy. You get what you want. It doesn't make you happy because it wasn't worth it. It cost too much. You had to put more into it than you got back. Ninety percent of the time, 
that's the reason getting what you want doesn't make you happy. The other, the other is that you got less than you expected. It didn't meet your expectations. So it either cost too much or didn't meet your expectations. Either way, that kind of suggests there's some kind of a transactional nature going on between wants and needs. So the way that I create a story around this, is I say, think of your need as a bank account. And when you know you acquire resources in that need bank account, and when that bank account reaches a minimum balance, you experience that need as being met. And you think when you go, you know, when you go after something you want, when you get what you want, what you actually want is something that's going to make a deposit in that need bank account. And when your needs are met, you no longer want anything because you want your needs to be met. And so that's, that gives you the, okay, now I'm, I'm happy. I'm not driven by wants and needs. We, the way we try to get what we want is we identify an external goal, something in the outside world. If I achieve this goal, then I will get what I want, which is really a feeling that will then make a deposit in the need bank account. And if it brings the need bank account to that minimum level, then I'll be happy. Here's the thing. To pursue that external goal, you have to spend some of the resources from your need bank account. So this is where the transactional thing. So you pick a goal. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some of these resources, and then if I achieve the goal, then I will get hopefully more resources back, I'll get enough back by achieving that goal that it will then make a deposit in the need bank account, bring it up to the minimum balance, the need will be met, I will feel happy. Except that's not always automatically the case because you're not necessarily going to achieve the goal. And if you achieve the goal, there's no guarantee you're going to get back more than you spent. And whatever you get back may not be enough to meet your need. I, yeah, I get I get all that. So what, with that, though, does this really come down? This is what I think is essential, that if you're too busy focusing on the future, delaying that gratification, that you'll be happy when I get this. The whole thing with happiness and, you know, joy and fun. And I think that it, it does come along the way. And it also comes with, you know, negative experiences and hard luck and different things like that. But for me, I feel the journey and the whole story for somebody that is happy, they are able to experience that and enjoy the whole thing. It's not when they get to the destination that, you know, when, when they fill up their needs bank account or something like that. And this is so easy to say because it's so hard to actually do. And trust me, Kevin, I, I'm not saying I've got life worked out because I definitely haven't. And I'm not being a hypocrite here, but essentially <laughs> being happy is enjoying every single aspect of that story. The highs, the lows, the goods, the bads, 
And when you do get to that destination or whatever, that's not the thing that's going to make you happy though, is it? Like, yes. and if you're waiting for that, then you're, it's never going to, you're never going to find happiness. Is that true? That is, but I'm, yes. I'm, I'm built, I'm building up to the framework. I'm still Sorry. kind of describing it. I didn't expect like, oh, I'm going to give you the whole, so you want to talk about happy, you're getting kind of the whole framework. No, of no, the no, story it's good. Here. It's good, mate. I'm just trying to process it because it's yes. a really, yes. it's a new way of thinking about it. Um, And, and I love it. I, I think it's good because if we always talk the same way, that's not going to hit everybody. People learn differently, and, and I'm I'm really taking all this in. So sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to. Well, that's, that's brain, okay. I just wanted to brain dump on okay. you what I was sort of processing. Yes. No, no. Let's let, let 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 me clarify what I'm currently describing and what I'm just about wrapping up. This is the story to help you to understand broadly what your current approach to happiness is. You think you need to achieve these goals. You're trying to, you know, basically happiness. You maintain the happily ever after. All you need to do is maintain that minimum balance in your need bank account and you are happy. But your current strategy to do that is pursuing these external goals. So you're, you're choosing a goal, you're risking some of these resources and maybe you're going to achieve the goal. Maybe you're going to get it back. Maybe you're not so broadly. Your current approach to happiness, the current approach, the way you're trying to maintain the minimum balance in your need bank account is by gambling in the happiness casino. Mm. Ah, I like so, that. I'll see where you're going. So, okay. So this is a really interesting story. This is the way we're approaching this. Let's look at the, first of all, happiness casino is not an actual casino. It's a story <laughs> about this. <laughs> Gambling in a casino is objectively not a great long-term strategy for managing the balance in a bank account. We we know this. It's it's just it's not very true. <laughs> it really, it's not a successful retirement plan. <laughs> However, gambling in a casino can be fun. It specifically can be fun when the stakes are low. It can be fun when winning gives you a bonus and losing doesn't cost you anything. Fine line. So it's a fine line is though, weird. isn't it? That's a very but fine but line. It, it is, yeah. but it isn't. Okay. Yeah. So yep. There's other chunks of this broader story, but basically there are two needs there are two need bank accounts that are required. You manage these needs, you have built a foundation of happiness. You need to maintain a balance in your safety need account and then also in your validation need account. Safety is way more important than validation. You're mainly gambling safety resources in the happiness casino. So here's the thing. When we're pursuing these goals, we are looking for happiness on the plot level story, which it's not going to find it there. What you can do, what the human game story does is like, okay, well, here's the thing. You can have fun gambling in the happiness casino because it's fun. And the way that you can not only beat the casino is by 
making sure that you're getting deposits in your safety and validation need account outside of the happiness casino. Yes, you can win in the happiness casino and receive deposits in those need bank accounts, but that's not the only way you can meet those needs. And recognizing, so learning the level of, okay, there's, there's the thing we think we care about, and then here's how to meet these needs directly. Here are things you can do. And within this story framework, and this, I, I build this in the coaching program. It's a, it's a lengthy story because it's really got to be something that makes so much sense, that is so vivid and so specific and so real that you can experience it. But basically, okay, what, what, you know, we look at the game that you play in the happiness casino. How does, how does that work? And wreck and realize you don't have to play the game the way you think you're playing it. So blackjack. Blackjack is the great example. Most people go to the casino and they sit down at the blackjack table and they think they know what the objective of the game is. Do you, do you, what, what do you think? What do you think the objective of blackjack is? What do you think most people think the objective of blackjack well, is? I, I would say some I play, which isn't very often, but when I do, I enjoy it. I try and win. I like, like most things. But, um, yeah, you try and how, win. But, but how do you, but how do you win? What, what, what is the, what are you trying to do to win? Well, it's a great analogy because you're trying to beat somebody else, whereas you should just be happy playing in yourself, but that's not how it works when you're playing the casino. But, but here's the thing. You, you kind of have it. Most people think the objective of blackjack is to get as close to 21 as possible. Casinos love it when players sit down and do that because that's not the objective of the game. The objective of blackjack is to beat the dealer. Yes. If you play trying to get close to 21, you're going to lose. That's the wrong game. Your objective is just beat the dealer. So when you look at what's my goal, what am I pursuing here? How am I breaking this down? Yes. If you play the plot level game, if you reach the finish line of the board game before the timer runs out, you win the safety jackpot. But every turn of the game, you have to wager a little bit of safety. Every turn of the game, you choose a goal, you move forward, you hit an obstacle, then you have to make a choice. How am I going to respond to that? You have to wager resources. There's this whole options market thing. That's the game itself. And Instead of thinking, oh my God, I've got to get to the end. Maybe yes, maybe no. You can The way you can win, you can play the game. You can manage the stakes. You can, every single time you, you take a turn, you can end up getting a little bit of a balance, a little bit of an increase in your safety need account because of the choices that you're making strategically. And so even if you get to the end, and the timer runs out, or you don't make it to the finish line, you don't achieve the goal, getting to 21 wasn't the goal. The goal is, I want to come out of this with a higher balance in my safety need account. That is the win. And this is how you play the game and can win. Incidentally, when you follow these strategies, 
not only are you going to come out having met your needs more successfully, you've also got a better chance of getting what you want. Hmm. And so this is like, you know, I approach this from, hey, there's nothing wrong with getting what you want. Getting what you want is not going to make you happy. But getting what you want is not incompatible with being happy. It's just unrelated. Here's a set of strategies that can accomplish both. You really care about happiness. I'm going to show you how to have some interesting, engaging stories that are going to help you to experience, oh, I'm managing my safety needs. Oh, I see why the, I see how this is playing out. And in the meantime, you get better results trying to accomplish the things that are fun in the plot level game to accomplish. You win more often. Um, it just... It really gives you the ability to, to in, in a meaningful way, to turn your day-to-day -day life into a game. You mm -hmm. can look at the strategies. You can, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, there, there, there's, there, there, there's strategy, there's options, there's resource, management. there's so many things that you can do with this. And one of the things that I present with this, because I, I, I bring astrology into this. My background is in astrology and astrology operates at the theme level. So it's this great symbolic thing you can add to the story, but you can, but you know, but I can connect really specific personal things from your birth chart, because of course that's your destiny. You believe that story. There's a connection there, but it also personalized strategies. And I call it the happiness GPS because basically you're getting a series of stories. You understand how the safety works, how the options market works. And then it's, oh, okay. I'm going to explore these particular stories that are very specific to me. And they're going to help me to generate some safety resources. I've got this choice I need to make. I've hit an obstacle in this game. I don't like any of my options. I don't see a good choice right now. Well, that's because the balance in your safety need account is low and the cost of the options is too high. Wow. You can manipulate the market by adding to your safety. You don't need to do this in the happiness casino. So I give you another framework. Ooh, do this. Consider this. Look at this this way. Then notice what happens to your safety need account. Notice how things change. And then it's like, oh yeah, I just manipulated that because we've experienced this. Again, you, you've experienced this without a framework. You're wrangling with a decision. You've got a problem. You just, you're, you're, you're just, you've got a choice you need to make. You just can't, it's like, oh, I just, I don't see an answer. I hate all of the options about this. And then you go, fine, I'm done. I'm done tonight. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to, go to sleep. I'm going to look at this again in the morning. You wake up in the morning, you look at it again. And it's like, there's the answer. What happened connecting this to a bigger story is you were playing the plot level game. You were in the options market. You're looking at the options that you had available to overcome this particular obstacle. And they all sucked. <laughs> they were too expensive there was there was no 
there was no option that was attractive, no option that could give you a positive outcome in terms of safety because of the cost. You went to bed, you slept. While you slept, the balance in your safety need account increased. So when you went back to the options market, all those prices had changed. So either one of the options that you looked at and just last night was dreadful, all of a sudden, oh, now, now this makes sense. Now I see how that'll work out well for me. Or there was another option that you couldn't even consider the night before because it was way too expensive. And it's like, oh, you know, no, I'm going to do that. that. That's affordable. That's on sale. That's affordable. That's not as much of a risk. That's going to be the best choice. We do this automatically every time we have a decision. And with these human game stories, it's like, oh, I've given you a really good story that helps you to see the pattern, that helps you to visualize and imagine what's going on. And then you can kind of quantify it. You can use this in real world scenarios and experience instead of maybe I'll wake up in the morning and have a better, I'm going to manipulate this options market right now. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to see what happens to these choices and you can experience that in real time. And it's just, I mean, I'm easily amused, but I find this just ridiculously fun because <laughs> you're, you're playing with these things and why not? Nobody knows what's going on behind your eyes. Nobody, nobody knows you're playing this game. Yeah. If it amuses you, it's your story. I won't tell if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Give it you, all. You, ex uh, you experience it however you have fun doing it because really it's your audience. You're 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 the audience. It's your story. Yeah. I I think uh like everything you've mentioned, like I was just sitting here in my head and I'm sure people listening to this and it's like, oh, I'm selfish. I get to do this. I get to have a conversation with fantastic people like yourself that open my eyes and challenge me to things I've never thought of. And I think that's the beautiful thing. And I think if people are listening to this and you haven't been challenged or it hasn't opened up a different thought pattern that you've had, then maybe listen to it again because it is such a radical way of thinking about it. And I, I really, I love it, mate. I know people want more of this and to look into it more because um, we all want to be happy, but it means different things. And like you said, everybody's story is different. So if you're comparing to somebody else or trying to live their story, you'll never be happy. So playthegame.com. What, what more can we find on there? Like, do you want to, can you explain for everyone, Kevin? I'd love to hear more yes, about this. Okay. So it's, it's play the human Play the human game. Sorry, mate. Okay. Um, so if you go to play the human uh, first of all, there will be a video about happiness and the human game, which will fill in the gaps of what you and I talked about. And there will also be, you know, visuals and slides and images to make it a little bit more sequential and, and understandable. Um, you can also register. I have a free human game introduction class. And this is a, right now I've got about nine videos in the series and these are things that just explore ideas about the human game. And they give you some framework of story and, and kind of how it's set up. So just, again, visuals, 
familiarity, a little bit of structure to be able to explore this. And then if it's something where it's like, oh no, I need to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I, 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 I need this happiness GPS right now for me. <laughs> um, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So there's information there if you want to book a coaching package um, where I will help you to assemble the story of your happiness GPS. Um, you will get the coaching of being able to see the patterns of story in your life, how to lower the stakes of the story, how to engage with this and just, you know, it, it's, it's the tutorial of how to play the human game. Um, and yeah, it, it's just, it is, again, I, I, I'm easily amused, but <laughs> I have a lot of fun with this. My clients, my clients, the people that I do the co the consults with, we laugh a lot. There, there's important. It's, it's a, it is a, it is a playful exploration, and I've just, you know, I've had to learn the hard way that I really need. Everybody's got to kind of start with this same initial story with the same initial happiness story this initial because you need to get a sense not just in an abstract way for these ideas but to realize oh i can step into that i i can inhabit this this really this isn't an abstract wow wouldn't that be fun if that were the case no it really is here's how this becomes a viable reality mm. for you and then literally once you have that framework this can go anywhere you can look at any part of your life you can look at the arc of your life you know there's there's just so much because it's all it's all there i mean your life up to this point, if you want to make it so that this is all just act one, everything up to this point has just been your origin story. You, you have not necessarily stepped into figuring out your superpowers and what you are going to accomplish. And you have built, you have spent so much time building all of these clues building everything into because the rule of conservation of story everything's there everything in your life all of the clues everything you need to succeed and be happy and accomplish everything it's already there in your story you just haven't noticed it or you're not recognizing what it is the easter eggs the puzzle pieces they're all there <laughs> Because if you needed some, at this point in your life, if you needed something outside of yourself, would not be a very good story. Right. But if it's, ooh, oh, that thing, that thing that kept on popping up, oh, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's Dorothy had the ruby slippers all along. She, you know, frankly, <laughs> I joke, had, had Glinda, had Glinda done that to me, had Glinda shown up at the end of the movie and gone, oh, but you had the, you had the power to go home all along. <laughs> um, 
it, it would have escalated quickly. <laughs> because I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I just had to walk 30 miles on brick in heels and you couldn't have told me this back in Munchkin land. <laughs> yeah. You better uh, run back to that bubble lady. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also I love that. But it, but it, but it also, it wouldn't have been a good story if you just had, you know, if the character understood it at the beginning, you know, the journey, the character's journey was important. You have to learn things. It's not about the external. It's not about the plot level, but literally whatever kind of life, you, I mean, and I just, I, the things I play, the things I amuse myself with this, I mean, the story you're telling yourself, the life, you know, your, your, your story is, it's a good story. Nothing wrong with your life, nothing wrong about anything in your life right now. You've got your story. It's a good story. It could be better. The best story wins. Um, so, you know, what if, uh, I don't know, what if, what if, uh, what if it was your current story um, but it was set in space <laughs> or, 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 or what if it was, what if it was a musical? What, what if your life inside your head, what if your life was a musical or, or, or I love this one. Um, your life, your story, exactly as it is, you are you. And every other character is a Muppet. <laughs> how does, I mean, how does, and, and here, so. Summing up the human game. What just happened? You had this little laugh, this little, oh, that's, and, and then immediately the filters kicked in. Oh, well, that, that could never happen. The human game takes you back two seconds to that moment when your mind opened up and you had, what if I saw everybody else in my life as a Muppet? Why? And, and, you know, let's get the knife in that crack. Let's widen that because it can. I won't tell if you don't, if that amuses you, if that is fun, if that gives you a different perspective on your story. Why not? You can do that. I can help you to do that and explore those possibilities. And it's not, it's not fantasy. It's not, it's not a way of escaping your life. It is in fact a way of engaging with your life on profound, deeper levels. You're not losing yourself in somebody else's story. You're just playing with your own story and learning about yourself within that. And nobody, I mean, thus far, nobody is going to come along and tell you to knock it off because who knows you're doing it. Mm. Doesn't affect anybody but you. 
you're in charge of your little virtual reality bubble. Here's how you can play with it a little bit more. You know, if that's of interest, if that if that sounds fun, if if it doesn't, oh well. <laughs> well, I think it, I think from what I've taken from today, Kevin, it's very intriguing, and it is a completely new way of opening up your thought process and pattern about things that are going on in your life that you may not have thought about before. So for listeners out there, it's episode number 291. Um, I'll have links on there for playthegame.com where you can reach out to Kevin. Go and check out. Play the, play, play the human, play the game, human game. I had that wrong again. I'm very sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Go on there and check out, you know, the, the, the free courses and the nine videos you mentioned and, and explore it. I think if you're always, you know, curious about ways that you can improve your life. And I really love the idea of what you're talking about here. And I think people should as well. So Kevin, thank you so much for your time and um, your passion, your energy and sharing what you're doing. Um, I've learned a lot today and I'm sure the listeners as well. So thanks so much, mate. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.